Hello and welcome to The Strip Podcast with Kate Astle, a self-confessed coffee addict with a keen passion for sharing wisdom that inspires you to be your most raw and authentic self. In this space, we welcome our guests to strip. We ask them to peel back their layers and share with us their story, their knowledge, and their expertise on holistic well-being and healing. Welcome to The Strip. Hello and welcome back to The Strip Podcast. On today's episode, we welcome Emily to Strip. Em is a passionate soul from Dubbo, New South Wales. She is the owner and founder of Clutch Creations, where she designs, sews, and sells clutches. She is a trainer at F45 and loves health and fitness. She is studying a Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science and wants to be an exercise physiologist when she finishes uni. On today's episode, Em talks to us about her journey and takes us back to the impacts of her parents' separation on her 15-year-old self. On this episode, she shares her top tips for resilience. The divorce rate in Australia has been steadily falling over time. From an average of 2.8 divorces per 1,000 people in 1999 to 1.9 divorces per 1,000 people in 2019. There are several contributing factors to the decreased divorce rate in Australia. Less people are getting married, more couples are living together before marriage, and the average marriage age has increased. 46% of divorces involve children. M wanted to come on to the Strip podcast to strip back her experience of her parents' separation and share how this impacted herself to help listeners who might be going through something similar. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about our five-week online yoga challenge to increase self-awareness starting on the 28th of June. For anyone new to yoga or needing a little assistance on your self-discovery journey, this is the perfect challenge for you. This challenge includes two Hatha flows and one restorative session and sound healing per week, Zoom meetings to start and close, bonus wellness sessions and weekly journal prompts. For more information or to sign up, head over to my website, rawimpactservices.com.au and check it out. The link will also be in the show notes. I am and welcome to The Strip. Can you please tell me a little bit about your journey and your experiences? Of course, Kate. Thank you for having me on The Strip. I'm super excited to be chatting to you today. So actually to get a little bit to know about me firstly I'll tell you I'm 20 years old I've grown up my whole life in Dubbo I'm still currently living in Dubbo I had a very good childhood growing up with two very loving parents an older brother and a younger brother who I'm very close with we grew up on a little hobby farm outside of Dubbo which I actually grew up horse riding a lot of people don't actually know that about me because I don't really do it now but that's one of my early childhood memories is growing up riding horses falling off them and then mum making me get straight back up even though I was bawling my eyes out but she was like don't don't let them win I grew up doing all of my school in Dubbo I went through St John's primary and college as well in 2019 I ventured out of Dubbo to go to Sydney I've grown up loving 
to play netball and I really wanted to play in the Premier League there, which I was very lucky enough to be a training partner for the Penrith Panthers, which was really fun and a great experience. But Sydney just wasn't for me and I had to move home at the end of 2019. I stuck with it for a year, which was very, very hard, but I knew I'd regret it if I didn't stay there and give it a good shot for a full year. Then I decided it was time to come home. So that's what I did there. It actually worked out well because I would have been sent home anyways because of damn COVID, but it's a good opportunity. Now I'm studying online which is really good. I'm studying a Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science. So fitness and health is also a massive part of my life, which I'm sure you can um, relate to, Kate. Yes, I certainly can relate <laughs> yeah, to that. Yep, definitely. But also like you in 2020, I started my own small business, which was something crazy to do. But I suppose with all the spare time, I decided to channel it into my little hobby of sewing open my small business in 2020 just doing markets well when we were allowed to do markets and making clutch purses I learned to sew in school so it's something I like to do for fun on the side yes can you tell us a little bit more about clutch creations yeah of course I can so it started out when I come back from uni I was super lucky enough to get a job at F45 but at the time they did have a lot of trainers on so I had a lot of spare time in between uni holidays and starting uni the next year so I just decided to whip out the sewing machine and have a bit of fun just to fill in some time and and then I decided that I actually really enjoyed making clutch purses because they were quick to make and I'm quite impatient. So it was good. I got to see the end result nice and fast. And then I had so many of them. I decided to make an Instagram account. At the time, I remember I was super, I was super nervous about what people would think. And I'm like, oh, this is a really big thing. Like, what if people judge me or like judge my work? And I was like, no, nah, you know what? I'm just going to do it, get it out there. And, and then it's, gone ever since I mean I suppose at the time when I first launched it I was like oh yeah I'm gonna get this many followers like people are gonna buy them like I'm sure you can appreciate with starting your business Kate you think that it's just gonna boom straight away and as soon as I launched it I think I had like five followers and I was like why isn't anyone wanting to buy what I'm making like what's wrong with them but as most businesses I'm sure can relate to it's a slow process and and now I'm super grateful to have support, especially a lot of people around Dubbo wanting to buy local and now I just get to do the local markets, which is awesome and it's a great chance to chat to people who actually have purchased some of the clutches before. It's it's awesome, especially since COVID, seeing people come together and support small businesses around Dubbo. So, yeah, that's basically a little bit about clutch creations. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely sympathise with starting the Instagram account and having yeah. five followers. Yeah. I also tried to launch empowerment workshops that were going to start in two weeks oh. <laughs> and the launch socials only two weeks beforehand, so I didn't really have much of a lead-up, no experience in marketing. Yeah. I don't even think I had a website at that point in time to the yep. point where I got so excited I'd started my own business. I created my business cards oh. before I had my <laughs> website, which is how people book into classes. Wow. And, yeah, so I've got all these business cards. So now I have to give out two pieces of paper, one with the studio timetable and the website details to how to book into a class, 
And then I've got all these business cards as well with my contact details on them. <laughs> nice. No, I get, you get so excited because it's something you're so invested in and you think people are going to love it, but then you don't really think, well, you've got to get it out there first. And because I was like, yeah, I'm going to get all these orders, all these followers as soon as I launch it. Cause I think I, I think I gave people like three days notice or something that I was going to launch it. And I'm like, once these three days are up, I'm going to get all these orders, you know, from people in Dubbo and family and friends. And then you get maybe like got maybe like one order, which I was super grateful for. And then it just stopped and I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? But it just takes time. That's massive. It's massive. It takes time and then it's ongoing. Yeah. Ongoing maintenance, ongoing new ideas. It's just, it's forever. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So can you tell us a little bit more about your childhood? Yeah, of course I can, Kate. So like I said earlier, I grew up on a little hobby farm just slightly outside Dubbo, probably about five minutes from town. So I suppose that's still in Dubbo. And my brother and I, we were super lucky to have such a big space to just do outdoor activities. Like I said before, horse riding with mum and both parents. I was am very fortunate and still are very fortunate to have such loving parents. In 2000 and probably about 16, I think it was. However, my parents did decide to split up, which was a massive part of my life and a mass still is a massive part of my life now and who I am today. So at the time, obviously it was very hard, especially for my little brother as well, because I think I would have been about 15 at the time. And because I was a little bit older, I was aware of what was going on. So I could see the conflict rising, which made me very upset, but he was a little bit oblivious to it. So when the time actually came and they did let us know that this was happening for the better of their relationship and the better of the family, my brother was very upset, but it wasn't a surprise to me, but it was still very upsetting. Yeah, so that's been a massive part of my life and my childhood as well. How did you feel when you were first told about your parents' separation and how did these emotions influence your reaction? Yeah, so I suppose what I just previously mentioned, when they initially told us, it it probably wasn't the initial time that I thought it was going to happen. So I suppose just seeing just little things or little negative things things happening within their family or just a little bit of conflict um, of them. Obviously, they tried to do it when us kids weren't watching it like most parents would do to protect their children, but I was a little bit older, so I was aware at that time it made me very upset. I At the time, I felt broken like anyone does because you feel like your whole life or your whole family is being torn apart which in that case is definitely not but at the time it feels like it so I suppose then I was feeling broken but then by the time it got to them actually telling us I kind of felt relieved because I knew that something was being done to fix the situation even though it was still very very hard. Yeah I can imagine it would be very difficult. How did the experience affect your mindset? So I like to think or I like to pride myself to try and be a bit of more of a positive person and look at the positive in life. However, this was a very sad time for my family, my parents and my little brother. So it did have a negative impact on 
my life, but I've always been really lucky growing up and even to this day to have quite a good relationship with my mental health and I've been quite in tune with my emotions. So I've been very lucky there, but it was still, it was still very negative times. But even in that situation, I remember thinking that there were so many other families that were worse off than ours because my brother and I were so lucky, even though they're not together, they're still amazingly supportive and they do their best to get along for us kids. So at the time, I suppose I was very upset and a little bit negative looking out on life but still trying to think that there were worse off people and worse off families than what ours were because my brother and I were very lucky and still to this day we both have very supportive parents so at that time they were both very supportive and they they definitely did their best to get along when together for the sake of my brother and I which was amazing compared to a lot of other families I know a lot of other children aren't so lucky but I suppose at this time I felt like I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it like my friends at school I was super lucky to have a lot of great friends at school and a lot of people who I could tell things to but I don't know for some reason this topic it just didn't feel comfortable to talk to them about it so I kind of felt like I had to hide what was going on at home, I suppose, maybe in a sense of embarrassment because at the time a lot of my friends' parents weren't going through that and they basically all of them were still together. So I kind of felt a little bit of embarrassment, even though it definitely should not have stemmed around that subject. I was telling you before, Kate, that when I was younger, I actually had to go to a special form of group therapy when I was probably about five years old. My parents sent me there because I was so introverted. I wouldn't talk to anyone. And I suppose amongst all of the experiences I've had in my life, it's made me come a bit more out of my shell and doing things that make me uncomfortable, but getting used to being comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. But at this time, I kind of felt like I reverted back to what I was feeling when I was younger because I felt like I didn't really have anyone that related to what was going on, which sounds so silly looking back at it now, because anyone who is going through the experience now, I would definitely say to find someone that you can talk to about it so you don't feel so alone. And I could obviously still talk to it about, about my parents, but just for an outsider's perspective or I suppose friend's perspective, I didn't really have anyone to relate to in that moment. So that leads me into what are your top three tips for emotional resilience? So you've mentioned already making sure that you have someone to talk to. Yeah, so that's definitely my first one. As hard as it is to talk to someone about it, especially someone who you know hasn't experienced what you've experienced, just try and find someone besides your parents obviously if you want to talk to them about it definitely but if you want to talk to someone outside of the situation just for some support know that you're not alone and know that they're not going to judge you whatsoever if they care about you because that's what I kind of felt I kind of felt like oh my close friends like they haven't experienced yet it yet they don't know what I'm going through like they don't know what it feels like but you don't know they might have things going on in their lives that they don't want to tell you. So you guys actually might be experiencing the same thing. So that would definitely be my first tip. Yeah. And my second one would probably be remember that the pain that you're feeling within your family is 
only temporary in that moment. Like, sure, it will last a little while until you get into your normal routines, but you guys will be strong enough to overcome it. And even though it might feel like your family has been torn apart, this feeling is completely normal and you're all strong enough to overcome it together. And then my last one, I would probably say, like I was talking to you about the importance of health and fitness and how we love it, is just find small things in your life amongst what is happening to make you happy. So like I said, fitness is a massive part of my life now, but back then when I was going through it, it was the same. I was actually training with you at the time, Kate, and I have a very vivid memory of I think it might have been a couple of days after we found out, my brother and I found out that this was going to be happening and and things were going to change throughout our life. But I remember doing step-ups and I was just thinking about it and I was just feeling so upset and so alone within that moment, even though I was surrounded by so many people who I know cared about me in the class. I was just remember being quite emotional. And I had a little tear, but just doing things amongst that time that was better for my mental health or gave me something to look forward to while these things were happening was definitely very important to me. I think that's so important to find something, one, that you not only enjoy, but two, if it's that physical outlet, going to the gym and physical exercise can play such an important role in mental health. So I think that's fantastic that you were able to find that at that time and move through it. It can help with mindfulness. It can help with socializing and being around people. You would find being a trainer at F45 that the room can be electric when you've got everyone in there moving. The energy is just contagious. Yeah, definitely. And when you look back on it now, we would never have even met if it wasn't for fitness and for training and a mutual um, love for what we were doing. Yeah. So that's so weird to think. I've made so many friends actually through group fitness training that I never would have had if we didn't do that. Yeah, I think that's so so important as part of finding your tribe, Yeah, finding people who are interested in like-minded activities. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose just knowing that because I, I swear in school like you're you're surrounded by people of the same age but you obviously don't have the same interests. So looking, thinking about now, I have so many friends that vary in ages some older some younger like it just doesn't matter as long as you have that common interest of what you love to share it with each other it's super special and you'd probably find as well like with group training and group fitness there's no pressure to talk yeah so like you go there for the fun of it for the play for the activity so there was no pressure on you to act or be in a certain state of mind within that group of people as well. You could yeah. just be you in the moment. Yeah. So even doing the step-ups, if you felt emotional, you could feel that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I suppose when we usually train together, there's a lot of banter and a lot of mucking around, which makes for such a great atmosphere. But I remember at that time I kind of just stayed in my shell and just dealt with what was happening in my mind But just the fact that I got out of the house or like got out of what was happening, just gone through the motions. I'm I'm sure it probably was never the best workout that I've ever had, but just going through the motions to get your mind off things and just thinking about something else and moving the body. Yeah, it would have also been probably a 
factor, like a one of the stabilizing factors in your life at that point in time too. Something yeah. you did before, during, and after the experience. Yeah, definitely, it definitely was at that time, and even more so now in my life. It was just a routine, so I would have felt even worse if I didn't do it. Or yeah, yeah. it's so interesting once you start diving into it as to how it all works. Yeah, the emotional psyche. Yeah. So thank you for your top three tips. Can you just go over your take-home messages for those that might be going through what you've experienced or who are even in, who might be in those pre-stages that you found yourself in where you could recognize that something was going on, but nothing was said yet. Yeah. The take-home messages for them. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first realized what was going on, I kind of was just listening in the background I never really approached my parents and thought oh like what's going on what's making you guys so sad which obviously at the time I never would have understood because I was even though I was 15 which is is, it's still it's still a young age so probably to speak to your parents and just ask what's going on maybe that might give you a piece some peace of mind as you go through what is happening but for those who are starting to experience or it's starting to become a thing in their life, like I said before, 100% talk to someone about it, someone you trust. Um, it will give you that peace of mind just knowing that you can tell that person what's going on, tell them your emotions, explore what's happening throughout your life and just knowing that what's happening in that current moment will not last forever. Sure, things will change, but I'm sure you'll still be loved. Definitely. Like I said before, both my parents, like things, massive things in our lives change, but their love for us children, both mum and dad never, never changed, not once in what was going on. So definitely talking to someone about it and then just knowing that you'll find your new normal and that it won't feel so broken once things start to settle. Thank you so much for coming onto the Strip Podcast. If people have any questions or want to contact you about today's show or Clutch Creations, where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram, either on my main page, Emily Coggan one or my business account, Clutch underscore creations on Instagram. Perfect. And those details will also be in the show notes for anyone listening. Thank you for coming onto the strip. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Check the show notes to links to information from today's conversation. And if you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at the underscore strip underscore podcast on Instagram and send through a direct message. As always, stay true to you.